gosh. And they got it. And they got it in this fashion. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have clinched. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. I'm Charlotte. I'm Maddie. Thank you so much for joining us for this special edition of Locker Room Ladies. Today, we have an extra special guest for you. He will be on the sidelines at Super Bowl 55. Please join us in giving a very warm welcome to head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians. Hey, what's up? Hi. Hello. All right, then we'll just get started. We have a couple... Questions for you. You worked under Bear Bryant back in the 80s, and you've talked about him as one of your mentors. You've said you've looked to him for advice throughout your career. How have you used what you've learned from him to get you to where you are now? Oh, yeah. I think the biggest thing ever, when I left Alabama to take that Temple job, the last thing he told me was, coach him hard and hug him later. And that's kind of been my my motto ever since. And, uh, you know, I get all my guys pretty hard. Um, sometimes it's real ugly. <laughs> it's not always the nicest words, but if it's not perfect, I'm going to correct it, but don't take it as criticism. Take it as coaching. It's not personal, just trying to make you a better player. And, uh, if I get on a guy really, really hard afterwards, I'll go find him in the locker room, make sure he's good. Well, he gave you some great advice then. What do you think he would say to you now going into the Super Bowl as a head coach, what do you think his advice would be to you now if you were around? He would get, he, he gave the same speech almost every week. It was uh, know the wind, use your timeouts wisely, um, never use double timeouts, um, respect your opponent, and uh, let the game play itself out. That's good advice. Yeah. So another thing that we wanted to ask, so obviously you're known as the quarterback whisperer. That's no question. You've worked with some of the greats. I mean, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. You worked with Roethlisberger. Um, you worked with Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, a lot of future Hall of Famers. But working with Tom Brady, what makes him different than all of the other quarterbacks you've worked with? What, what separates Tom, um, he's a great coach on the field. But he's he and Peyton are very, very similar in the, they want so much information. They're like piranhas. They want to know the DB, where he went to school, what his time, 40 time is. All the information about each player as much as the game plan. And, uh, you know, he, he is a, he's excellent on the field coaching his guys. You know, when you ran this route, do this. Uh, so they's, they're always on the same page. He's always coming up with really good stuff. Um, so I, but he and Peyton, Ben, ben was a guy that's like – I, did, I couldn't overload with all that information. He didn't care. He just wanted to go play. Let me know the playbook. Let me know what they're going to do. Uh, Peyton and, and Tom. But all these guys had a similar trait and that they have, they hate losing. No matter what it is, uh, they're going to will themselves on the rest of the guys to make sure they win. They're like sponges of information. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. In your book, you wrote that you let quarterbacks kind of pick their own plays leading up to game day. I think that's really interesting. Is that something that you still do? And kind of how has that helped your relationship with Tom? Yeah, Tom gets more involved in the game plan than some of the other guys. You know, he's got ideas. Uh, he might have played a, a defensive coordinator uh, in his 20 years of uh, the last of all his time playing. So it was like, oh, yeah, you did that against this guy. Yeah, similar to what we do, 
Well, let's put it in. And uh, but then as the week goes on, hey, let's take this out. I like this. And then Friday's he picks his favorite plays uh, for the for the first fifteen. And uh, Saturday night before the game, he'll pick third down red zone all the plays that he's going to pick. And I never want to call a play. Well, Byron never wants to call a play now, but the quarterback doesn't like. I have a quick follow-up question. I'm just wondering, last week in the NFC Championship, when you guys made the choice to go for it on fourth and four, right at the end of the first half, were you guys on the same page there? Was that both of your calls to go for it there? Yeah, I uh, I, I got pissed off and said, hey, put the punt team out there. But I, I thought about it. You know, we had to come out of points with points from that interception. And it's like, What's the worst thing? I call timeout just to think about it. What's the worst thing that could happen? They could maybe get a field goal. Uh, so we would still be winning. So the, the risk was worth the reward. We got the first down. Uh, Byron had a great call. You know, it, we both thought they'd be sitting on the sticks thinking we're going to throw short. So we went for the home run and it worked out. Yeah, Scotty Miller was just right where he needed to be. Yeah, he's, he ran a great route and uh, got good protection. Tom threw a dime on him. You came out of retirement to coach this team. You announced your retirement in 2017. You came back for the Bucks. They went seven and nine last year. So looking back on this time last year, did you ever think or expect that you would be heading to Super Bowl 55 right now? No, I thought we'd be in the playoffs, but I didn't, I didn't have Super Bowl aspirations yet. I, we had a young defense that was getting better and better. I uh, was not sure. I love Jameis Winston. He, nobody works harder. I wasn't sure he could take us there. And uh, wasn't sure I could get him out of the interceptions. Um, so we decided to go to the free agent market. And lo and behold, there's Tom Brady. That's wild. You did a lot in the offseason. I think the Bucks had one of the most active offseasons than any, than any team in the NFL this past year. Yeah, our first priority was to sign our defense back. You know, get Shaq back, get Sue back, to have that front seven intact that played so well last year. Then let that young secondary grow. Uh, Tom was kind of icing on the cake. Uh, and then with Tom came Gronk. Then later came Leonard Fournette, Leonard, then Antonio Brown. So it was just Jason Light did an unbelievable job of putting this roster together as we continued to move on and get better and better. And it took us a while offensively to gel, but I feel really good about where we're at now. But at what point this season did you take a look at your team and just think, Wait, these guys can go all the way, I think. The minute we signed Tom, the minute we signed Tom, that was the missing piece. We had a good defense. We had a lot of skilled players on offense. Uh, we gradually got better. But once we came, missing all of OTAs, missing all the training camp preseason, set us way back offensively. But defensively, we were going to be okay. And it was just a matter of, can we grow fast enough to get into the playoffs? I didn't think we would win the division against the Saints. But I thought we could get into playoffs. And once we got into playoffs, we'd be dangerous. And you guys have really looked like a different team in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen you guys play for this entire season, but it was like a switch flipped in the postseason. And this team has just looked so dominant. Yeah, I think the leadership, JPP, having been in the play, playoffs on defense, Tom, Gronk, those guys, Leonard, been in the playoffs. So we've got enough guys with experience that they could lead the young guys along the path. Bruce, you say you risk it for the biscuit. That's your motto. That's your M.O. You've done a lot of risky things. We all know this. While other coaches might play it safe, whatever. Why do you think you are so willing to take those risks and kind of how has that helped you get here? Um, 
when I was a young player, one of the coaches put a poem in our, in our playbook. It was called If by Rudyard Kipling. And it really talks about being unafraid to get into the arena and try and not fear failure. Um, it kind of grew on me and grew on me. And uh, as you can't hit a home run if you don't swing for one, you can't hit the green in two if you, if you lay up uh, and try to get an eagle. I mean, there's just so many things that so many people are so scared of failure. All right. Why not try? Trying is a hell of a lot more fun. Yeah, you're going to get beat down. But when you finally get there, it's way, way worth the risk. That's good advice to live by in any aspect of your life. This is more of a less about football, more about what happens off the field. We read that you used to do tailgates in Arizona and Pittsburgh after the game, after a win, take the, the team out to the parking lot and go to Bruce Arians' trunk. Is that something that you still do in Tampa? Yeah, it's really tough. Well, this year, no, because of protocols with the COVID. Um, but Tampa's a little bit different, and we just don't have the right parking lot structure uh, for us to do what we love doing. I mean, my car in Arizona was the first one they would go by. And I, I would love to meet the parents, the aunts, the uncles, take pictures with the kids. Everybody, there was beer, there was whatever you wanted. And uh, we did the same thing in Pittsburgh. And uh, so it's just been, it's been fun. I, I, mean, I get to meet the families more that way. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a fun guy. You're a fun-loving guy. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I you've seen you see it with you the way you coach on the field and off. I mean, you're one of my favorite coaches to watch because you do not have a poker face on the field. <laughs> no, no, no. If you got a striped shirt, you're getting your ass cast out, <laughs> male or female. Has it still been fun, even though like now it's getting so serious? You guys are heading to the Super Bowl. Have you made? sure to still enjoy the game while you're on the journey oh there's no doubt no no doubt uh, you never lose sight of the journey but uh you have to embrace it and, and enjoy it along the way i mean a lot of people say oh god we got the media next week all the crazy just embrace it and have fun with it uh and be honest i mean people know bullshit answers i right? just tell them the truth tell them how you feel um don't put any bulletin board material out there but uh, answer the questions uh, the way you want to. And uh, the social media today, the guys can uh, make a, a, a good future for themselves on social media if they handle it right. Yeah, I mean, I like watching Gronk's press conferences too because he, he's a character. Yeah, he's a character all the time. I have to ask, so what is it like for a head coach in those in-between weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. What are you doing? What's it like? Tell me about it. Yeah, we, we did our normal week of practices if we were playing this Sunday because we know uh, all the distractions with coming with the Super Bowl next week, uh, the media obligations and all the things that can disrupt it. So we, we had a, a full-blown practice today, Saturday, and uh, we'll come back next Tuesday for a walkthrough and, and get it going. But we have media, media nonstop Monday through Thursday. So. We've, we've got everything done. Everything's installed. We're, we're ready to roll. I got to ask one more question also, because, of course, you're making history playing in Tampa. I remember when you were the coach of the Cardinals and the Super Bowl was going to be in Arizona. I was rooting for you that year. But now you're doing it. You are the first team to play in your home stadium. And you guys, I heard you actually are going to be the home team. So what's that going to yeah. be like? Do you think it's going to give you a little bit more of a comfort level? 
Oh, there's no doubt. Now they put all new signage in the locker room and stuff, but you know, not having to get on a plane. Uh, I don't know. We've done really well on the road. I'm kind of a little scared to play at home because yeah, we've been so good on the road, but uh, yeah, it uh, not having to travel, being in our own beds, um, doing our own routine, our own offices, our own practice fields is so different for the Super Bowl. And uh, you know, it's funny because when the season started, I had a picture of our locker room up there. Uh, and I said, you know, our goal is to win the Super Bowl, right? Either you're dressing in these lockers or somebody else because it's here. And lo and behold, we're dressing in our locker. That's awesome. That's probably was so motivating. <laughs> That's special too. It's very special for a team to be able to do something like that. Oh, it really is. It really is. Thank you so much, Bruce, for coming on. Uh, it was really fun to chat with you today. We're wishing you the best of luck in Super Bowl 55, and we can't wait to cheer you on. Yes, thank you so, so much for your time. Look forward to having you back another time soon. Hopefully as a Super Bowl champion. Hey. We will share a little bit more of Bruce's interview this Thursday on the next episode of Locker Room Ladies, so you don't want to miss it. Yes, tune in. You're not going to want to miss this one.